give us that compassion, that, Lord, that far exceeds all the foolishness that's in us. And, Lord, we'll be so careful to give you so much praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We need compassion. You know that? We need compassion for one another. We got to give each other a break and uh, all those wonderful things. So Jeremiah 29, 11. And, uh, and I'm going to read a couple, probably to verse 14, and then we'll begin from there, all right? We'll jump over to Isaiah 55, too, a little later on, just, to, just so you can write that down and have some type of thought where I'm going, all right? So it says, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart, uh, with all your heart. And I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. All right. So we're looking at the children of Israel. And if you guys get a chance to, I know some of y'all are reading and going through scripture. And you know that. Uh, the Passover was so awesome. The children of Israel came out of Egypt where they were in bondage, just like us today. Um, I love when he says, y'all hear me say it all the time, Abraham, I brought you out of the earth, the Chaldees and the children of Israel. He says, I'm, the, I'm your God that brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the yoke of bondage. And you have no other God but me. And, um, and each one of us that are sitting in here today, um, you know, he brought me out of my stuff and I will have no other God but him. And he has brought you out of wherever you were at. And only you know where you're at, okay? And he says, and you'll have no other God but me. So, you know, we look at Israel, and he, we get to Deuteronomy 28, one of the last books that Moses wrote to the children of Israel. He said, you know what? He sets before us this day life or death. And we've been talking for the past couple of weeks about life, and you know my testimony. I just wanted to have life. I just wanted to be able to live. And I know you're here today. And I know you want to be able to live. And the father, when he starts to talk about life and you start to read it, you're like, man, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that opportunity to go back into the Garden of Eden where everything was provided for? Everything. Who doesn't want that opportunity to be able to go to the door? And Jesus is standing at the door and he says, come on in, come on in, come on in. And you're like, wow, what a wonderful opportunity. It is to be saved, to be set free. And even sometimes you may not feel like you're free, but who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's, it takes some time for you and I to begin to stand up and realize that we are free and that we are the ones now in Deuteronomy 28 that have the right to choose whether or not we want to live or die. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is going to be in our garden. He's not taking it out of our garden. The tree of life is also there. And he said, I've given you all these other trees for meat that you can eat off. And now you and I are here and we see the children of Israel. They uh, just like Adam and Eve, they made mistakes and they found themselves out of Canaan, out of that promised land. There's a land that was promised. And they found themselves outside of it. And Jeremiah is a prophet that was prophesying to Israel saying, hey, Mark, remember his commandments and his precepts and his statutes. Because they're life to you. 
And sometimes you and I will get caught up and we'll forget his commandments and his precepts and his statutes. And there's a way that seems right unto us. And we'll follow that way like Israel. When he starts to say here, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Most High. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. <clears throat> to give you the end of the life that was promised to you when we were children. You can't tell me that we were sitting there thinking that our life was going to be like this. We all, I don't care who you are. You were, man, I want to be an astronaut. Man, I want to be a doctor. We believed, like Jesus said, like a little child. We had so much faith that everything was going to be the way we dreamed about it. But now here we are today. Some of us are still in captivity. Some of us are about to leave the Garden of Eden to go back out into the world. Just like Israel, they kept making decisions. Then the Lord was like, come on, man. He would send them different men, women, Deborah, different people into our paths and in our lives to try to tell us you can't do it that way. He's the way. You can't, there's not many roads. It says broad is the way to what destruction and narrow is the way unto salvation. But Israel comes to the point where the father says, you know what? I'm the Lord your God. I change if not. I'm so full of mercy and I'm so full of compassion. Jeremiah, you're the last one. Go and speak to the house of Israel. And he began to prophesy to them. He said, 70 years, 70 years, 70 years. You're not going to be in his presence. 70 years and all the things that you truly worship in secret are going to overtake you. And you'll be in bondage for 70 years. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken that the same Lord that promised you and our life is the same one that says because of your decisions and your iniquities in secret, what you really worship. I'm sending you back, Mark. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, no, I'm tired of the woe. And this is where they find themselves at. So when you start to read this book of Jeremiah and you want to know why he's weeping, it's like watching one of your, your children. He took on the heart of the Lord. They would see this prophet weeping, crying out. Wisdom sits at the corner and cries out to you and I every day. Return to the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength. That's the beginning. The beginning is to remember the Lord our God is one Lord. There's no 89 roads or 365 roads into the Garden of Eden. There's one road. And Jesus is at that door. And he says, I still haven't changed. So if you think that I have changed, he says, I, didn't, I don't change. He says right here, I know what I think towards you. I know how I feel about you. And I also know how you feel about me. It's, it's, it's a cliche to say that. You know, imagine knowing Barack Obama. So you go into the party, you know, say you see Barack, you know, as your boy. People are like, who is he? You know, you, you dap Barack up. You know how it is. We go different places and you know famous people. When you walk in, they say your name, Marky Mark. 
man, what's going on? It's Michael Jordan. And I go over to Jordan. I People are like, who is this guy? Does he play ball? You, they don't even know who you are. You're like, what's up, baby? Jordan's like, man, sit with me, baby. And we kick it and we talk it. He says, that's the way you think of me. I'm just a nice cliche to have. I'm just something to put on your shirt. You know, his pain, my gain. You know how we do that. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. We ain't thinking about that person when we leave their presence. Weirdo. (laughs) You know we are. (laughs) ain't thinking about them. It's just a cliche. And the father, he can't change. Says, be holy for I am holy. So you and I accepted him as our Lord and Savior, and it has been credited to us as righteousness. He says, now you're just like me. You are righteous. And he says, now go before me, man, and walk it out. That's what he told Abraham. I mean, not Abraham, but Adam and Eve. Just walk it out. Walk it out, son and daughter. Walk it out. And if you can't walk it out, (laughs) I'm not going to change. Now you'll hear this. I know the thoughts I have for you, Adam and Eve. Thoughts to prosper you. I'm not trying to harm you. I want to bring you to that expected end. The place where you were always supposed to be. Yes, you and I were not supposed to be where we're at. Well, ain't all things working? You tell me right now, is this all things working in Israel's life? When the thing you thought you had control of now has control of you. You tell me right now, is all things working together for your good when you're sitting up locked up or you're in another country and you're serving somebody else? You tell me right now, is that working for you? How does it feel? Is it working for your good? Is it working for your good? Are the people, the places and the things, are they working for your good? Because in your heart you said, I don't want to be here. This wasn't the plan. But now I find myself here. And it says in verse 12, then imagine after 400 years, the children of Israel cried out. They started to cry out to them. 400 years, give me four hours, four minutes. I'm crying out. I don't want to be on this job. This job is crazy. I don't want to be in this relationship. This relationship, this ain't what I expected. 400 years, 40 years, 80 years. Then you'll call upon me. It takes us a while to just realize that the turn that we took, especially us men, you know, you ladies, like, I don't want to say nothing, so it's going to cause an argument, but he just rolled past our exit. Fifteen miles later, I want to put the GPS on. I swore this was the way. <laughs> you know, the woman is just sitting over there. I'm, I'm trying to be supportive. I got to go to the bathroom. You think we can stop? Yeah, you know, I'm still looking. Can, can, we, just, can we just stop at the gas station? Yeah, I'll let you use the bathroom. I just swore it was around here someplace. Hours are going by. We got a GPS. We got a GPS. But he says, you'll call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Not with lip service. Not with our little banners that we wear and all this other stuff. Not with, you know, the name of the Lord on our house and all of that. None of that. None of that's going to move him. 
It's when you and I just, it could be three in the morning, four in the morning, 12 in the afternoon, 3 p.m. The world is just going by us and we just pull over and say, I am sick of this life because this isn't the life that I wanted. I'm supposed to be in the garden. And we keep thinking that we can't go into the garden. He put cherubims there with a flaming sword, turning every which way to guard the way to the tree of life. And here comes Jesus saying that I am that door. Do you think if you accept him as Lord and Savior or you make a decision to turn from our wicked ways and go back to the door that he's going to be like "Mm -mm, negative? No, he says right here, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Now, your friends, your so-called friends have been whispering stuff in your ear and well, you go on with them. But he knows exactly how he feels about you and I. And he went and he was hung upon a tree for our sins, for my sin and your sin, so that you and I can have an opportunity to go back into this place called paradise. And let's look at this. It says here in verse 14, and I will be found of you, says the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. (laughs) You don't even realize you're captive until you try to get out. Try to get out of whatever you're into. You know, you just you try to fight your way out of a paper bag and a paper bag feel like a steel cell and it's just paper. It's an illusion. I will turn away your captivity. What? And, he, and this, this word is a word for lifetimes. Because the same thing is going on in every generation. We're not facing any new adversary. It's the same adversary. And we're still dealing with the same sins as Israel. It's not going to change. And he says, Mark, you know what? When you search for me with all your heart, I'm going to take you out of your captivity. Whatever has control over me. And I have to believe this by faith. And I will gather you from all the nations. And we got people running around here trying to tell you that they're Israel and try to tell you that they're Hebrews and try to tell you all different types of people, all different types of colors are running around this world trying to tell you that they are the chosen ones. They don't understand the God that we serve. And Paul would tell you over and over again, out of one blood, he made all the nations that you see. Eve is the mother of every human being we see on this planet. Israel, he took them like marbles and he rolled them into the nations. And we don't know who they are. But he said it ain't about that. He said, the father is a spirit and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So when you and I get our heads screwed up on right, and now we're able to listen, he says, I will gather you from all nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. I drove you there. I drove you out of my presence. I put the man and the woman out of the garden. I put you out of my presence because in my presence, In my presence, we don't understand his presence. He is holy. 
He said, in my presence is the fullness of joy. What you're seeking is real joy, old joy, deep down in my soul type of joy. Well, you can't steal my joy. You ever hear somebody say that? Well, I tell you right now, your joy got stolen. Now, you tell me where you're at right now. Do you feel his joy? Do you feel his presence? And I will bring you again into the place where I have carried you away captive. I've drove you out of the garden. And he says, and when you get your head screwed on right, he says, I'm going to grab you and I'm going to kiss you. You heard the story of the prodigal son, right? Mm -hmm. Take the ring off. Hey, kill the fatty calf. And you are right back where you were supposed to be at. How can that be? I've messed up my life so much. The Lord says, you don't even understand who I am. I'm not a man that I will lie. I'm not you. But I'm going to put you right back where you're supposed to. Can you turn back time, Father? I'm ancient of days. There is no time in me. I step in and out of time. When I made man, I didn't have to. Uh, watch him grow from an embryo. He wasn't, he, he's not a, what they call a clone, where they put it in there and they mix some liquid and some stuff together. He just grew in a tank. To, that's not it. When he said, when I made man, I made him fully. He, you know what I'm saying? He was fully a man. Yeah. When I made woman, she was ready to have children. Right. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Right now. You mean right now? When I made Adam, 30 years old, when I made him, Prime of his life, running, jumping, dunking, surfing, Adam. He wasn't a little kid and I'm walking him around. I made him complete. Mm-hmm. Eve, complete. Be, you're not going to tell children to be fruitful and multiply. You're going to say, first of all, sit down somewhere and learn. Mm-hmm. But that woman right there and that man, he said, you can start right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Right now. And when you and I come out of our captivity, he's going to say, right now, be fruitful and multiply. Right now. Is it going to take five? Right now. Yeah. Right now. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Because you'll search for me and you'll find me when you do it with your whole heart. What does that look like? Because that's the key this morning for some of us. Some of us that, that are the prodigal son's brother that are in the house. Man, we should be just as excited as the father when our brother or sister comes down that road. We should be sitting there with the attitude. They got what they deserved. No, that is not what they deserved. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how we get robbed sometimes. Subtly, like the serpent, stole the dominion, or it's a strong arm robbery. When somebody comes in with that gun and they got a weapon that could take your life and you just start emptying your pockets. Okay, okay, okay. But he came that we might have life and what? Life more abundantly. We look at Isaiah 55 and we're talking about what is this whole thing about if I search for you, I'll find you. When I search for you with my whole heart, when I'm done with this And maybe you ain't done yet. Maybe that's it. Maybe you got to go back to captivity. Because if you read the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah says, I don't know who them prophets are prophesying to you. But you better buy land in Babylon. (laughs) That's what he was saying. You you, you better get an apartment in your sin. 
you, you, you better get the apartment next to the drug dealer. You know, if, you, if you're selling yourself, you better, you better buy an apartment on the street. You better stay right. If you, if you steal it out of Walmart, you better get an apartment next to Walmart. That's what he's saying because you ain't coming out of there. You will be there for a while, he says. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Because he has to get us to a place to where we are sick and tired of being sick and tired because the heart is desperately wicked. Which one of us really knows it? We talk a good game up here, but our heart, oh my God, that's something totally different. I would never, the heart is like, can you call them again? <laughs> what? I made a vow that I would, but I just wanted to talk to them one more time. I wanted to go there one more time. I want to eat that thing one more time. You find yourself doing what the heart says, even though <laughs> the word says the opposite. In verse 6 of Isaiah 55, it says, seek the Lord, while he may be found. It says, call upon him while he is near. Is that right there at that time when you begin to have that one-on-one -on -one with yourself? He says, call my name. And the enemies were like, what's the use of you calling his name? Because if you have the scripture in you, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run in it, and they are saved. I tell you all the time, when they came out of uh, Eden, Genesis 4 and 26, that's when men and women begin to call upon the name of the Lord. By faith, like Habakkuk said, the just, everybody that's been justified by the blood of the Lamb, live their life by faith. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked, the heart is desperately Wicked. Let the wicked, the heart is desperately wicked. Let the wicked, the heart is the thing that's deceiving you and I. It's contrary to the word of God. And it makes you and I think that the choices that we are making are the correct choices. But if I check my heart with the word of God. That's all I got to do. If my heart is telling me something, I need to see it in Scripture. We talked about that in Sunday school. I know Ruth was talking about that. Does it line up with Scripture? What my heart is feeling, what it's thinking, what it's challenging me to do, is that Scripture or is that just my heart? Let the wicked forsake his way. That means whatever it is that you want to do, at that moment when you're sitting in your car, at that moment when you're sitting in your room, at that moment when you're just out back of your job, at that moment when you're in the park trying to figure it all out, he says, don't do what you want to do. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have what? Mercy upon him because the father says, I know my thoughts towards you. I love you, man. I love you, daughter. I love you. And I will give up my life for you. I will, I will, I will stop the sun and the moon in its tracks to release you. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Whatever you're thinking that's keeping you out there, that ain't what he's thinking. 
Neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord, because I don't get up going back to do the thing that I don't have no business doing. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not there again, but water is the waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You got to hear that again. I remember sitting in church, Ruth, back in the day, and they were preaching about how he'll give seed to the sower. And, and Joe, me and Joe were talking about the moments in our life when we were broke and we didn't have no seed. <laughs> you, have you ever been there? Some of us that are older know what it's like not to have no seed. You try to figure out where you're going to get seed from. You got to get real humble. Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, Mom. Then I get a little seed. <laughs> Hey, Sister Ruth. You know, my, that's my big sister. I just started looking with, like her little brother. <laughs> just get out of my face, will you? Just try and see if you got a little something, Ruth. <laughs> you know, let her brother live a little bit. I'm her little brother. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. She, she's older than I am, and she loves me. And I just start putting that little brother pout on. I'm just sitting over there. She's like, just take it. <laughs> just take it, man. Stop being so dumb. And I'm like, thanks, sis. <laughs> and she's like, he's just going to do dumb things with it. <laughs> yes, that's literally it. That's one thing about us, bro, was we have our own mind. Don't ever think we're together. Don't ever think because, you know, she's really a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's real talk right there. And I'm really a San Francisco 49ers fan. And my brother is a Minnesota Vikings fan. My brother Brian is a Dallas Cowboy. My sister Lonnie don't give two cents about none of it. She's like whoever's winning. My mother's the same way. Whichever team was winning. Oh, that's my mom. That's not your team. Your team last week was whatever. My dad. Well, he was struggling between Pittsburgh and the Giants. I'm like, what happened to your hometown? He just something about his hometown. He just wanted no parts of. And I don't know what he went through, but I'm telling you right now, he wanted no parts of none of it. (laughs) As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and it does not return. But waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I started meditating on that. And I said, you're going to give me seed? And, you know, the just live their life by faith. And I began to believe that he would give me seed, that he would place something in my hand. I had nothing in my hand. And I just believed that he would place something in my hand. I believed that, that he would place something in my hand that I could go out here and I could plant it. And it would begin to do what he wanted it to do. So shall my word. What is it like to seek his face with your whole heart? It's when you go back to his word and you forsake your way and you begin to read it. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. And we know that the, it's, I know we have the Passover and it's so important for us to have Passover because today we come out. But I'm telling you, the feast of weeks, the day when he gave his spirit, the spirit of truth and his word is truth. 
comes into our life. Now, I'm telling you, it's not about speaking in tongues and none of that stuff. There's the scriptures that he talks about. He says, I'll write my laws upon your heart and upon your mind, and you will be to me a son, and you will be to me a daughter, and I will be your God. That's what it is to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. He starts to write his word on our hearts. What word is he writing? The word that he gave to his prophets from the beginning. And you and I begin to eat that thing. The world is going to tell you, what are you eating? Man, I'm eating the word. I'm eating that thing that the world has rejected. I am eating this thing. The Israel called it manna. What is it? But you and I know what it is. It's the tree of life. Yeah. And we are sitting in our room. And we are just, we have to force ourselves to eat things that we don't want to eat. Because I know we love the sugar, the soda pop. Hey, Kool-Aid. He should bust through that door right now. Boy, Kool-Aid. Whoa, Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid here, y'all. I can't believe, we got to get a new baptism. Kool-Aid just buzzing in. I love, y'all didn't have the commercials that we had. Hey, Kool-Aid. He just come out of nowhere. What up, baby? It's your boy. <laughs> Full of sugar and stuff. We never thought years later we'd be praying for teeth. <laughs> Can you bring teeth back? <laughs> Is anything too hard for the Kool Aid robbed us, man. He robbed us of teeth. I'm mad at Kool Aid right now. <laughs> Just mad. But my word that comes out of my mouth it shall not return void but it will accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it so now I'm sitting here like man this is crazy he said these trees that I put here you and I now got to look at them as as the books (laughs) you got your first five book trees I don't know what tree you like you might like peaches you might like plums or whatever you know what I'm saying you might like you know what's that apples oranges he said, that's your meat. And you and I begin to just turn off everything. And we just begin to sit here and we're just reading. He said, meditate in a day and night. Then you'll make your way what prosperous and you'll have great success. And you're like, is that it? He says, my yoke is easy, Mark, and my burden is light. You can carry a Bible, can't you? Well, yeah. Try carrying all the baggage you got. Moving from place to place. You know what I'm saying? From fight to fight. Relationship to Relationship. You know what I'm saying? Job to job. He's like, how, how does that feel? Oh, uh, well, you know, we got to do what we got to do. But how does that feel, Mark? Don't feel good. He said, when to take my yoke upon you. Yeah. But what do I, I got to do again? Come on, Mark. Are you sure you ain't ready yet? 70 years. But I tell you right now, that 69th year, you're like, what is this? What? <laughs> 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 that 69th year? You in here like that. People trying to talk to you, you just like, man, I, I, I'll get with you later. Just leave a message. And you in it. Because that 70th year when you come out, nobody's going to have to tell you what to eat. Nobody's going to have to tell you what to drink. You ain't worried about no relationships. You've been up and down all types of ways. You don't even know who you are. It takes the word of God to tell you who you are. And I tell you right now, once you find out who you are, yes, 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 you will. You'll find out who you are from the creator. The one that has created you and I. You'll find out who you are and what you were made for. And if you're a man, you're going to stand up. If you're a woman, you're going to stand up. And you're going to say, not, no. Go on now. Go on now. Go on now.
I ain't about that life. He came that I might have life. That's right. And more abundantly, he says, I'll make you a royal priesthood. I got to keep saying that every week. He says, I'm going to make you a royal priesthood. You know what the Levite's job was to keep the light shining in that temple? It was his job to make sure that the temple was straight. And it's our job, if we become Levites, to keep our temple straight. Yeah. Keep your temple straight. How am I going to keep my temple straight? You and I are back over here reading how to keep the temple straight. And next thing you know, we realize that we're praying and we're eating. And, and you know, there's a table of showbread in there. Yes, it's showbread. Just like this, sitting over here, showbread. And you and I are going in there eating. And when David was hungry, he went to the, to the priest and he said, man, I got this bread. He said, man, look, we eating this bread. Because David realized from spending time with the Most High God, that bread that was in there for the priest, David realized that the father said, you're a priest too, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I tell you right now, to be heirs and joint heirs with Melchizedek, yeah. you, gotta, you just got to understand when you start reading the book, it says that he had no father, no mother, no lineage. And Abraham paid tithes into him. Yes, he did. And he was the priest of the most high. And he says, I'm going to make you a priest too, Mark. Yeah. And all I'm worried about is getting in and eating this bread to sit in the temple and behold the beauty of the Lord. Verse 12 says, for you shall go out with joy. Oh, joy. Yes, he did. When you and I get this thing and this word is in us by faith, we leave his presence with joy in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, joy that you and I have not experienced at the level in which God intended it to be. And I want that joy. What do I got to give up? And that's the struggle that you and I have. What do I got to give up? Your ways, Mark. You hmm? get that look at God like, Whoa. there's some things that you and I feel like we can't live without. Verse 12, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Let's talk about the mountains in our lives and the valleys that always, the weight and the sins that so easily beset us. You know those mountains? He said, you'll say to the mountain to be removed and cast into the, you'll say to the tree to be uprooted and cast into the sea. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Jesus talking about mountains and trees and stuff. He starts talking about making the valley straight where you ain't got to go down and come on back up. It was nice on the bike. You go down the hill, but you're like, oh, I got to go back up. Mm-hmm. Straight. No mountains, no nothing. Straight. And you shall be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. The thing that you and I would dread. The thing that you and I didn't want to see when we were little kids on our bicycle. Y'all don't ride bikes no more like we used to. Everything we went was on bikes and skateboards and roller skates and all that stuff. Man, you get that 10. When 10 speed came out, that was like a BMW. You put that baby in Logan with John. The hill, you know, you was getting that hill. You're like, man, woo. But if you just had one of them Huffies, y'all remember the Huffies, man. That was when you started jumping ramps with the Huffy and stuff like that. And you'd be coming home all broke, you know. Your mom be trying to put your leg back together and stuff. But when you got that 10-speed, boy, you, you were like, remember Tour de France? You know, they be on the bike, hitting it. You got that 10-speed. You put that baby alone. You be hitting them hills, boy. You and your friends be gone. You see them out here on the highway every now and then. They be riding. They got their little uniforms on like they really in France. You in Mount Pleasant. You in Mount Pleasant. 
That's my road rage right there. In case you didn't know. You <laughs> went out, but they like, it don't matter where I'm at. The hills is breaking forth in the sink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Yeah. Not make it clap. Not that one. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I got to repent. That set somebody back to the beginning of the sermon. I got to start it over again. <laughs> sorry, John. John, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. My bad. I should have never said that. But I just wanted you to know what was in my mind. Make it clap. You know that? We're going to have to We're going to have to edit that one. I edit every sermon because I don't know what I'm going to say. You know? I'm still I just I don't know. I love cutting up. You know, the Lord is like this negro right here. You know what I'm saying? When I get to heaven, he's like, you just go on over to your own corner over there. Because, you know, you, I ain't Jeremiah. I'm sorry. Jeremiah weeping. I'm in here cutting up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> instead of the thorn, man, shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle tree. Why are trees coming up? Because he's putting you back in the garden. And these trees right here, Mark, that's what you're going to eat from. Oh, okay. He, listen, he never changes. Right. Never changes. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Your days of wandering, my days of tripping, over. Never coming back. When we make that decision, and that decision, y'all, I'm telling you, it ain't an easy decision. If it was easy, then the narrow road, okay, would have a whole bunch of people in it. You know? And the Broadway would be very, you know what I'm saying? Got a couple people in there. But this decision that only you can make, only I can make this choice. Only I can make it, y'all. I can't go down the road with nobody. And all of us parents want to be, and I'm so proud of the parent that's fighting the children on the bus. Because I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I said it out loud. And other people are like, look at her on the bus fighting children. How many parents in this room didn't want to get on that bus and fight one of those little, you want to play? You want to play? Play with it right now. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you did. I'm the only one confessing my sin. Yeah, none of y'all would have. Pastor, oh my God, I know why you got saved now. Little kids beating up your child and stuff, running your child home. Nah, man, I'd be out there waiting on him at the bus stop. They be like, "Oh my God, there goes that Negro again out there." You know, little kids calling out from school because I'm waiting at the bus stop. You know what I'm saying? You you don't think this stuff? All of us meditate on this stuff. We just sit there looking at people. If you have a little kid or a grandkid, you know you're ready to fight at any moment. They better not play at Walmart. Ruth was talking about going. She's like, I'm not going to Walmart, Mark. Me and Tim were like, we were trying to put our hockey gear and stuff, you know? In case we get kicked in the shins and stuff. We put our, our hockey pads and stuff. I'm trying to get Tim's shoulder in. You know, we had to do a football. And we... And we got our little faith. We coming in and skating. Let's go, Ruth. Let's go. <laughs> let's get the team. We cutting people down and stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Now, that's what it's like when I think about Black Friday. I'm thinking about hockey gear and, and, and pushing little kids down. Whatever, little kid, get out the way. We got the TV, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, we, all you do is read about things and hear about things, and when we show up, we're ready to fight. And the people are like, that's not how Black Friday works. <laughs> no, I would just wonder. Don't come for us. <laughs> All of y'all go home and get your hockey gear. I'm telling you right now, it's so much fun to wear hockey gear. Because nobody can hurt you. You just roll through there, you know? <laughs> but that's where we're at, man. Captivity is not fun. The zoo is only fun for us. The animals are sitting there just looking at us like, man. And then we want them to do a trick. Huh? You in captivity. I'm over there. Come on, make it clap. You think she you think Rahab wants to make it clap? Rahab is like, okay, I'll come on, Rahab. Come on, girl. And she gotta pretend that she's happy. She ain't happy. She's trying to survive. She's trying to put food on the table. <laughs> you know, people get mad when the OnlyFans show up on their bank statement. Can I say that? All right, I'm just gonna keep it real, 2023. For you brothers in the room that get mad because you ain't working and you ain't you ain't paying bills, and then you know, you never look at the bank statement, then one day you look at it and you realize for the past year, you know, that your lady been making mad money. And you ain't the only fan. <laughs> I know I might get canceled for that. Because I don't have as much money as the people that I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You know who he is. He's an NBA player. You know who I'm talking about. He might come across this and people be like, where is uh, Pittsburgh, Texas at? <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you what your wife told you. You know who she was when you met her. That's right. Yeah, I kept it real. And when we're out there in captivity, you, you, you know what captivity is about. Uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is there. And you all know what I always say. Some people don't like the way Sally walk. <laughs> you know? And some people don't like the ghetto boys because they were always trick-or-treating. <laughs> So you ladies get mad. You the one married him. He's one of the ghetto boys. He told you he was out there trick-or-treating. <laughs> Robbing little kids for bags. What you mad for now? <laughs> Wait, what's, what's going on? Like, where, where are we at? Ain't we in captivity? That's right. You the one going to Vegas. <laughs> you come back broke. And then you come back without your significant other. Now you want, how's the kid? You pray? I don't, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Like, what am I praying for? <laughs> like, you want them to come back? She's making a clap. <laughs> He's trick-or-treating. <laughs> Robbing little kids for bags. <laughs> That's, you want me to pray for that? I don't even know where to begin. I'm like Jeremiah, I'm just weeping like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to try to figure this out. Remember when Esau ran to his daddy and said, you don't got nothing for me. He was like, you didn't want to be, you didn't want the birthright. You didn't want the birthright. You didn't want that, Esau, you didn't want the, ah. 
And when you see Jacob living large, blessed, daddy's like, well, I'll I'll try to finagle a prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, make it clap for him too, I guess. Make it rain. Rolling on dubs, I guess. He got the birthright, bro. He's gone. He stole it, Daddy. Well, you're twins. It's hard to tell y'all apart. Yeah. To us, the Heavenly Father is no respect of persons. We're like twins to him. He loves all of us the same. There is no distinction. His love for us, whether we're doing right or doing wrong, is the same. We're like every, he's just like every one of us in the room as a parent. We just pray and hope like Job that they're doing right. He has seven sons and three daughters. When you see his daughters start to put their eyelashes on and get their hair done, they go into my son's house. Now I got to get in prayer because I don't know what they're about to do. Because they ain't got a heart like they daddy. They got a heart like they mama. <laughs> yeah. You know, the mother was like, just curse God and die. He was like, what? Are you on that dope? <laughs> no, nah, baby. There's more to life than what you see. That's right. And I ain't doing it. And he had a new wife and he had new children. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Because he wanted no evil in his life. He just wanted to, he feared the Lord and he wanted no evil around him. He didn't want none of that stuff around him. Did he go through? Yeah, he went through. But when he came on the other side, man, he was good. He got double for the trouble. And you've already got God's undivided attention because he's pushed you out of that garden. You're already going through like Job. There you are. You're going through like Job. Your friends are coming over. High as a kite, try to teach you scriptures. That's how Job's friends showed up. Job, listen. You messed up. Hit this, Job. And Job is like, no thank you. Hold on, Job. You messed up. That's the type of friends we have coming over. You're like, how did I get these friends? But you know what? Job didn't want the foolishness in his life. And that's where we have to be at, where we don't want the foolishness anymore in our life. No more foolishness. No more nonsense in our life. We're done with it. We're over and it's all about him.